This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Blank Yvonne B. Top of the morning to you all. I'd like to thank everyone who's been supporting this podcast as we've been growing every step of the way. As we continue to do this, I actually find it more interesting that the impact of the work after the fact of me taking some hiatuses, actually I come back with a little bit of vigor in that which I want to create and even even be in the position I'm in right now is actually a big blessing for uh, the fact that it's not every day I get to rise with perfect ideas that I feel would be best served if they actually put on this podcast and thank you so much for constantly giving me feedback, constantly giving me encouragement. I mean, I've been looking at the stats and to see that there's at least a 1% listenership in Puerto Rico, I mean in Puerto Rico, sorry, and to have this go global I've never really put marketing dollars behind this podcast yet because I feel I'd like it to naturally get its audience first and upon its getting its natural audience we then move on after the fact to creating a different audience by now targeting different audiences I said it before and I'll say it again it's sad that not, not so many ladies mess with my podcast as I'd, I'd really hope but I think I rarely make content that actually would be triggered towards uh, genders because I think I try to speak in a general brush stroke that really touches on people who create for a living and I don't like the term creative because I feel anybody could actually throw themselves into that blanket and I don't like the term of the word just because it makes it, it makes simplicity get tied to that which we, we do in our daily lives and I'm a big proponent of get yourself to the move and actually like put yourself in the position that actually you'd have an easier time charging forward and marching on and I'm blessed in the capacity and capability that I have and the different talents that I contain within me and by having all these countless talents I, I could not look down on the responsibilities that come with that and I think the best service I could give to any person who creates out there is until you find your own personal voice, do not really be scared of trying to learn from others. And if you can't really tie yourself to certain individuals or certain ideals that actually could lead you towards the promised land, if you will, maybe take a step back and return after you've taken the time to sort yourself. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and all she kept on telling me time and time again was she sees that I am I'm very aware of certain things and by my taking the time to be aware of myself I've served a greater purpose for myself in that I am better for the fact that I am and it was interesting to have that conversation with her yesterday because prior to that I've been debating certain scenarios and debating certain thought processes and I look at some of the stories that I enjoy watching and some of the stories that I enjoy consuming and in some cases I find it really difficult to try be objective in the sense of it's not as easy to say that I get where everybody's coming from in regards to how they perceive love, how they perceive success, how they perceive conjuring of what is the potential future that is supposed to come, conjuring of what is the perfect idea of the end result the end game and i've i've constantly had that debate with myself on this podcast i've been asking myself if the moves that i've decided to live by and even the decisions of what kind of 
life I'm having in the current day and how even with this COVID-19 situation, I'm, I'm so comfortable that it's it's damn near peculiar to most others. I mean, I, I don't really surprise myself when it comes to most of these situations that I put myself in. I, I, I think I, I'm more surprised myself when everybody thinks they have a better grasp of that which I am when they really have no clue on where to even begin to grasp that I am greedier than most in regards to what I want to achieve, you see. And even in the kind of things that I've put on my docket for what's the next move, I was I was asked again why I chose to be alone and why it was an actual decision to do it. And you'd think that my resolve would have changed at this point but it hasn't because it literally turned to be easier to be this way and I think right now it's because of the escapism behind it I feel that it would be draining to to me personally to even try and a degree of fear still exists behind that so the fear of returning to what most would call the playing field and uh, weirdly enough i don't think i actually in any time after my second relationship i don't think i actively sought to be in the playing field i mean people say they actively choose to date i I ran this through my head yesterday, yesterday night before I passed out to sleep. I've never truly actively chosen to be in a relationship. I've never really actively chosen to date. Every time I've dated, it's been a product of I saw her, there was something about her that made me gravitate towards her. And when I gravitated towards her, the first thing I did was just introduce myself. I didn't use my alias, I used I used my actual name. We spoke for a few seconds, and after we spoke for a few seconds, I either took her number or I didn't. But I kept her name. And even if I didn't keep her name, there's an impression they left. And when they, when they left after they gave that impression, I'd leave just glad that I met them that day. I wouldn't peg anything else to it because sometimes I cast it off. I literally cast my love life into the universe. I say, if I ever speak to this person again, I speak to them again. If I don't, I don't. I've done that every time with a person who I ended up in a relationship with. I, I cast it to the universe. And if the universe has it boomerang back as far as even just interacting or coming across this person again, I to a certain extent fell in love with that person and I genuinely did and at, at that point I'd adjust how I live my life and adjust how I'd even adjust how I work so that I make it possible for the person to be with me and to make me and see me as worthy of being with because I've I've always tried to make it clear that I am not an imposition to anyone. If a person is with me, it's a, it's a decision that they've made. They've actually 
consciously chosen that I don't want to be with anybody else. I want to be with this person. And I give enough rope and, and I give enough disclaimers for them to change their minds. And when they actually decide to be with me, they are with me. And when those potential uh, teething problems weigh heavy and the person decides they want to leave, I never again try insist too aggressively that they should be with me because it's not easy and i'll say this in a way that doesn't come off as, a, as if i'm bragging or i'm like this big prize or anything but i know i'm not a walk in the park i know that i am more rooted and dedicated to that which i create than i am to anything else and I'm blessed and lucky that my very, very close friends and my family get that I have this unwavering drive to do something. And this drive is so intoxicating to me that they know they don't get to be with me even if I'm physically present and my mind is elsewhere. They know that. And they accept that. And because they accept that, they better me for it. Even in the few occasions where, and this I think, maybe my pop studied psychology when he was in Geneva and I don't even know about it, but even when I interact with my father, he doesn't impose ideas. He guides me to my ideas. He'll give me a question here and a question there, and by the time I say what needs to be said, he's made it possible for me to know that it was me who who actually came to that conclusion because he's not in, he's not insisting on making me think how, the way he thinks he's not imposing how his thoughts have worked for him he, it's never that it's always find your own way i will love you regardless it's it's how it's been and since in the, in the in the recent past every time i talk to him and every time i talk to my siblings and everybody i really care for i can't help but say i love them and I really hope that it reaches a point where it becomes so normal for me to say that, that it doesn't come off as if I'm on this downward spiral. I'm not on a downward spiral. If anything, I have never been in a greater state of zen to myself. It's it's amazing. I'm, the world is going through this biggest fear. The economy is bad. Money is being lost. Entertainment is not working the way I'd like it to. And I'm not making as much money as I'd, I'd often expect myself to make. Even when I make a few coins, I still now, in my current state of mind, prioritize saving and uh, clearing of debts more than anything else. And I am literally happy about it. I'm happier in this month of April than I was in last year's month of April. And um, some of the projects from the last year's month of April are still spilling over to this particular period. And I'm happy that that which I'm churning out is not only from a genuine place, but it means in that one year of turning down certain commissions, I've made a better version of myself. And this better version of myself takes care of self more than it takes care of anybody else's ego. To massage somebody else's ego is to make them feel comfortable. I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. I'm here to push you or egg you on. I'm here to better you by you watching me constantly better myself. It's the only way I've seen it work perfectly. You can't force a person to see things in a way that actually leads to greater progression. A person must want to progress. If they don't want to progress, you won't get them to. 
And to see myself, even in how this conversation started, where I was talking about my heart, and now to reach a point where I'm even talking about how my heart is so tied to my work, the companionship that would actually match that. I was once told this by another friend, and she said, the problem with me is I'm excessively self-sufficient. I, I take care of me very, very well. And in the taking care of me, I, I mean, I try learn me as much as possible. I try do things that make sure I'm not in panic over and over. So yes, as much as I hide in my work, I still do the very best of me in that work. And the problem with me, she said, was no one can see a place where they can plug. Which was hilarious, but at the same time, it carried a great degree of truth. If you can't see how to plug, then it's the reason why I haven't actively tried to get you to see things my way, because of what good is that? Of what actual good is that? Because I want to see so many things that swirl in my mind become actual fact. I mean, the idea of a podcast for me was also a release for ideas and conclusions and uh, experimental fact. I mean, to have all that and then still feel the, the need to worry about that which you can't control because the, my, my take on love is it's a give and take. It's, it's a two-person thing. And if the one party being me cannot find a way to make it work. I shouldn't force somebody else to try. Or I shouldn't put a person in a position where they have to make compromises. I literally um, I'm, I'm coming up with a utopic view of how I see myself in relationship and eventual marriage. I see so many young great minds asking themselves how they could potentially get into the idea of relationship and marriage because they're now getting into their late 20s and it's the first thoughts in their minds. In my late 20s, I did have a relationship. Unfortunately, that relationship was a toxic one. It didn't last and I'm glad it didn't. It took me finding out what I was doing wrong for me to leave. I can't put it on the other party why that relationship didn't work. Granted, they played their part, but I let them. Because I let them, I should allow myself to deal with that fact. By doing so, I make better decisions in the future because it's one of the reasons why I say the words I will not impose because I thought by trying to be as helpful in removing all obstacles from the person I was with as far as anything that would make her uncomfortable and, and dealing with hurdles or responsibilities such as debt, uh, rent, things like that. To get those out of the way, I thought that would lead them to then concentrate on that which I saw in them initially, which was a version of greatness that could potentially grow above and beyond upon that not being seen as what I thought it was because I thought in my head that worked and as much as I tried to air it it was taken as resentment because they thought I was taking pity on them which was never the case 
granted it did taint my view of relationships and every person who i've been in, in a relationship with since then has suffered because of that person's stances and i'm aware that i did that i made things that difficult I, they shouldn't have had to deal with all that and it literally is one of the reasons why i pulled back to becoming me because when you're told by one more than one person who you loved that you're always working and you you believe in your heart that you told them why you work so hard and for how long you intend to work so hard so that things could be easier because there is an end game to all it and still be told that you're not worthy being told i wasn't worthy because i have this romanticized idea of this uh it's almost as if i have um a perception of how you see regal knighthood in how strength and honor and these kind of terms exist i mean when i think about things like a school motto like i've mentioned it on this podcast which is my high school's my high school motto was industry and integrity and the idea of industry and integrity just means i'm going to be industrious as possible and i will conduct my business with integrity i will not try swindle a person i will not try put a person in a position of compromise where they end up suffering because i wasn't legit with them i actually put that that kind of thing in the fore i'm conscious of that and because i'm so conscious of it i can't afford to not truly fulfill that which is expected i don't want to fail people i don't want to fail me first and before i fail a person again especially with my heart i'm going to stop myself from even trying to put them in a position where they have to choose and because i'm going to actually do that i do hope that nobody resents me for it and to a certain extent for those who unfortunately will resent me for it it clearly is proof that they weren't supposed to last or they weren't supposed to be here i have never been a walk in the park i doubt i'll turn into one anytime soon but for those who will be patient enough to actually see that by me allowing myself to be the best version of myself they get to have a thousand percent of me i think i'm still gonna keep myself away from the idea of turning into a burden to someone because that's how i see myself sometimes and i when you think about the things like money worries that i have it's because i know the pain that comes with being told you're incapable of doing things i once said on this podcast that um, the perception of man that you have is born from the different men you grew up viewing or looking at my view is a man provides he will break his back if he has to but a man provides and until i'm capable to provide for not only myself and the person who I potentially will be with for the rest of my life i'm not trying to do that for anyone and i know mine is a monetary perception but i know i'm the best version of myself when i'm not scared and i'm not worried and the moment i'm not scared and worried to a degree because worries will always exist but until that degree changes 
I do not want to be told I'm unworthy again. It's the view I've decided to take. Being told I'm unworthy hurt. And the potential of coming back to that, I can't live with. And so I chose to be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thanks for taking the time to listen to yet another episode of the podcast. I know this was a heavy one. I have never really been trying to keep my emotions so much in check in this one because I literally just bore my soul in this one. And I hope it it kind of gives you the, the rough idea of how a guy who's now facing his 35th birthday is <laughs> accepting that he's a workaholic and pushing himself to a better version of himself and is taking even a bad situation and turning it into a positive. But do take good care of yourselves, keep your hands clean, keep your health clean. I know now it's a government directive in Kenya for you to wear a mask. If you can, get one. If you don't have a way to get one, hit up an Instagram account called VBBs, VBBKE, and you can get your face masks from that account. They actually have very good versions in different colors, and they actually give you directives on how to actually keep it clean. And there's even a, a piece that actually sits inside the mask, which actually is made with medical practitioners in mind to actually keep yourself safe from any toxic material of any kind. Until next time, Uno.